Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to the Five Leadership Questions Podcast. I'm your host, Tana Atkins, and today I'm here with Daniel M. Hello, hello. And a guest all the way from Delhi, which is uh, my friend Bonnie Andrews, who we met, I don't know, like six months ago. Uh, and I, maybe not even, I don't even think it was six months ago. It feels like it, though. Uh, <laughs> so Bonnie founded and started a, an organization in India called Live Jam. Uh, and they're all about re- reaching um, urban youth through music and media, uh, but not just India, also around the world. The, the interesting thing that uh, happened to me when I was there in India is really understanding the scope uh, and, and presence of media in the culture and almost getting an idea of what um, our culture is going to look like in the future just because of that. I know it sounds a little bit strange because you're thinking, oh, the U.S. is is super advanced and everybody has a smartphone. Well, you should go to India because Mm. 884 million people have a smartphone there. That's insane. It is. And if you look at the number of young people, all of it, you also see something happening uh, there that I think is beginning to be mirrored here, and that is... Um, the amount of young people who uh, have mental health issues, the amount of young people who struggle with depression, the amount of young people who struggle with suicide and commit suicide is just absolutely, it, it, it's staggering. And it all, I think, comes back to uh, this lovely little device that we hold in our hands. Mm. So, um, I, but I do want to give Bonnie just an opportunity to uh, talk to us a little bit more about yourself, about your organization and the passion behind it. John, thank you so much uh, for having me on the show. Hi, Daniel. Uh, and I, I thought it is an absolute uh, privilege to uh, you know, be on the show. Uh, my name is Bonnie Andrews, married to one wife. I've got two kids. Uh, and uh, I live out of New Delhi. It's a very small city of uh, 22 million people. <laughs> so we find people everywhere. And the smell of curry uh, uh, is coming out of every kitchen. So it's, uh, it's probably the best place to live on the face of planet Earth. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, so, uh, and, and I lead, a you know, a youth movement, an urban youth movement called Light Jam. Uh, what we believe at Light Jam is that, uh, leadership and influence is top bottom. So we're really, uh, I mean, India is going to be 600 million, uh, by 2030, the average age of our country is going to be under 25. That makes it the youngest country in the world. So there's a lot of youth to reach. And uh, we believe that reaching the influencers is the best way to get influence down. So we're focusing on the 5% of that youth population, and we really want to make sure that we get gospel out to them so relevant, so cool in their own language, uh, in their own, uh, you know, the stuff that they like it through music, stories, social media, uh, whatever they like, we want to make sure that we have gospel in their world in the way that they like to consume it. So that's been our, our focus. And uh, in the last 14 years, uh, you know, we've reached out to more than 1.4 million urban teenagers, and we are a big fan of the local church. We believe that the local church is the hero, and uh, we exist uh, to, you know, to resource the local church, and we believe in the local church, and we believe that everything that we do should always add value to the local church. So 
We go through high schools, uh, we use music stories, uh, reach about 120,000 teenagers uh, in person in India and now around the world now in Southeast Asia. We just came out of Kuwait, uh, went through 12 schools in this uh, amazingly beautiful nation, which is totally close to the gospel, but we get this opportunity through the favor of God to just go into the schools and in Southeast Asia, um, South America, and uh, moving now into North America. So we're excited uh, about what God is doing. And I believe that the gospel has always come to us from the West, and I think the Lord is changing the direction. It's going in from the season of West to rest is over. It's time for all to all. So I believe the gospel now is coming from the youngest country in the world to the nations of the world. So we're excited about what God is doing here, and uh, thank you. Excited to be on the show. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So, Bonnie, uh, just uh, before we, I guess we're doing a little bit more intros here. I just love to know how, like, how did you start that? Like, what was the vision? Because the reach is incredible, and I mean, I see the need, but yeah, what what kind of sparked it all? Well, uh, uh, man, this is this something happened uh, in 1993 when I was uh, in my senior high. My mom was suspected. I came in from a business home where my dad uh, was a businessman, but he was also an alcoholic. So we kind of grew up in the in sort of the issues that would be there in normal home like that. And then my mom now is suspected of uh, terminal cancer. And our work comes crumpling down because we don't have a solution. Even now, when, you, when you're diagnosed with cancer, you don't really have a solution for, uh, for, for that. So uh, at that point, uh, some of our Catholic business friends who came out of the renewal, the charismatic renewal, they came home and prayed for my mom. And the next time she went for her checkup, they couldn't find any trace of what they call it, cancer. She was totally healed. That shook the whole family. Wow. The next thing that happened is, I, yeah, I mean, that was, that was dramatic. I mean, it was supernatural in all, all circumstances. And I want to tell you, tell you that the next time, uh, you know, my mom was on fire at this point and she's going from prayer meeting to prayer meeting. Uh, and, uh, my dad is totally abusing her, especially she, he hates all these pastors and all these spirituality, but he would drop her and pick her up from all these meetings. So we end up at one of these meetings and you know that these meetings never get over on time. So we, we got there to pick mom up and uh, the meeting was not in over. So my, my dad's like, all right, this is prayer time. Why don't you close your eyes? So I close my eyes. The next thing I know, uh, guys, uh, there's a power of God. I don't know if the power of God was a bright light shining. I feel like electric power going through my body. And I've, I had an encounter with the living God that changed everything about my life. Nobody had to tell me about God. I knew it was God. I gave my life to Jesus. Uh, uh, and the next day onwards, nobody had to tell me. I was right there in the prayer meeting, so hungry for God. That really uh, birthed uh, something deep inside. So seeing my life change, my dad gave his life to the Lord. See, my life changed. My brother was involved in drugs. He gave his life to wow. the Lord. It started off a movement right from our home. And from now, from our home, soon, uh, my friends were coming to know Jesus. I was witnessing like crazy. So it rippled effect to, to a point where the Lord was asking me, it's now time to go full time. I was just, I had my own plans, dating somebody. I'm like, all right, I need to get into business. Uh, I make my own money. And I want to be the most generous guy for the kingdom. So... The Lord said, no, now is the time, get out. And I said, Lord, what do, want, what do you want me to do? He said, uh, I'm a singer-songwriter. He said, you, you have a song to sing, you have a story to tell, let's start off from there. Mm-hmm. That's how it started off as I came back from uh, New Zealand after pursuing a year in, uh, in, in theology in, uh, in one of the beautiful countries in the world, New Zealand. And I came back and the Lord said, go and start a movement that will start impacting the big church, the capital C, not just one local church. I started off in 2005, 
uh, with a concert that we would use it to, you know, reach people from there. And the Lord flipped it upside down to go to high schools and now touching millions of kids. Absolutely. So, I mean, I give it, I give, I give it all up to God for what he has done in our lives and uh, excited about what is going to happen in the future. That's incredible. That's incredible. See, all you have to do is give money. Just, just give him an inch, man. No kidding. No He's kidding. You can through. see the excitement. You can hear the excitement. You'd be like, oh, <laughs> whoa. I, I, I hope I didn't take too much time. No, uh, no it's perfect. Uh, it's right. just, that's just, you know, that's why Bonnie's on the podcast is because, you Come know, on. you sit down with Bonnie for about five minutes and you go, okay. Whatever you're doing, I'm in. <laughs> Just let me know. <laughs> Just let me know. Um, all right, so uh, let's get into our, our first question, and that is, who are you currently learning from? Man, I'm, I'm a big believer of the power of association. So I look, at, I look at my life, and I'm like, I have three levels of people speaking to my life. The people that are at a higher level, mentoring and speaking to my life, about five people telling me about different, different things right from my health and routine, to my spiritual walk, to my leadership, to my finances, to the way, to the way I lead my team. So I've got several people talk, uh, talking to me from a top level, then have the next round of people uh, speaking to me at a peer level. I've got some amazing friends, not only just in India, but around the world, that I, I would fly on a nonstop to have coffee with these people uh, because I, I'm a big believer in friendship. So I have peer level people, and then is the next round of people that I speak into, I mentor. I believe that Jesus said you've got to be like a little child. That means like you've got to be innocent. So you've got to be open to conversations and things coming in from all different directions. So I have three levels of people uh, speaking uh, into my life. And I, I'm a big believer that, you know, the, the, the quote from Socrates, he says, great minds, great minds think ideas, medium minds discuss events, weak minds discuss people. So I'm, I'm trying my level best to keep my conversations up at a dream level at a high thought level because uh, one of the titles that I have in my organization is Chief Dreamer. So somebody's got to dream the dreams and you've got to hang out with dreamers to, uh, so, to, to level up. So I'm constantly leveling up. So uh, I hope that answers uh, your question. Yeah, there's a, there's a, okay, so you, you talk through uh, those three levels of um, people that are, you're learning from when you look at that middle level, that peer level, uh, as you described yeah. it, like talk about one of those relationships and what it's meant to you in the last six months to a year. Like, you know, how, how has that helped you move forward as a leader? You know, uh, one of the things that you uh, understand or you hear a lot in leadership circles is that it's really lonely on the top. Uh, for me, it's, uh, it's not. It's not. It, it's not the truth. I mean, it, it, it's a choice that you have. So you choose your friends. So here's a few friends, especially this guy uh, who is actually an American, uh, who is who's got a huge heart for India, uh, A level type of a guy, highest level think, thinker. Uh, so uh, I'm always at least every two weeks. I'm having a conversation with him. I'm at least catching up for coffee once in a month, and those conversations are basically starting off with. Uh, I think we both are in this place where we're high achievers. We're not talking about what we achieved. Rather, what we're talking about is what God is speaking to us in the season of life. What is the season that you and I, uh, me and him are going through and we're sharing with each other, praying to each other. And I have 
one of these instincts that come every now and then the Lord begins to remind me to pray for uh, people and I would just send these voice notes to them and tell them, hey, God reminded me to pray for you. So he, he, here's this man uh, that, I, uh, that he invested to me. So last night he's going through a bunch of uh, issues with his health and I get reminded just to pray for him. So I get on the phone with him yesterday get on the phone, pray with him. And he's like, dude, you have no idea what's going on. I feel the power of God all to my body while you're speaking to me, praying for me. And I check on him today to find out how he doing. He's like, I'm, he's up and running. So it's one of those iron sharpens, iron talking about the real things in life, about your spiritual walk, about your marriage, about your personal issues, about your sexual thoughts, everything around uh, those being as transparent as possible with these uh, friends of mine, especially this guy called Kim. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. When you look at your team yeah. right now, uh, what would you say the main point of emphasis is uh, that, that you're focusing, focusing in on with your team? Man, the big thing that we're focusing on at this point is risk-taking. Mm. You know, risk in the real world, I mean, risk in the spiritual world is term safe, right? Uh, so I'm, I'm constantly pushing our team to constantly take risks. It's okay to make mistakes. Go and take risks. Go and take a step of faith. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm specifically, uh, one of my key gifts, I believe, is the gift of faith. So I keep, uh, I'm, I'm a pioneer. I'm, I'm apostolic. So I'm pushing my team all the time to take steps of faith. I'm challenging them from Hebrews and I'm challenging them from some heroes of the Bible, just telling them, this is what Abraham did. This is what Daniel did. This is what Joseph did. Well, I mean, and one of my favorite uh, scriptures is Hebrews chapter 11 verse 12. It says, the act of faith is what distinguishes you from the rest. So it's actually the steps of faith that people talk about when you create history, that's what gets written in the books. So if you want to be written in those books, you've got to have actually taken some steps of faith. So, so everybody's ever worked with me, they would go back with that risk-taking element uh, uh, in them. And the second one would be, uh, um, you know, certain leadership. You know, we're always, and I'll be the one to clean the floor if it needs to. I'll be the one to clean the, the toilet. I've just, you know, demonstrated that level of servant leadership all over my team. So that's, those are some of the things that are really uh uh, popping up here in our Yeah, how do you see your team then living that out, or do you see them? Um, what are some examples of, of them living that out as well as you've inspired them and led them toward that end? Yeah, so some of those some of those guys have uh, learned the element of risk while they are working with me, and sometimes it's uh, sometimes it's painful because sometimes that element of risk is coming out for them to step out of. Uh, working with us to really pursue their dream. You know, most of these come, uh, guys come into our ministry with, uh, you know, very safe thinking, coming in from uh, very, uh, you know, employee mentality. But when, when, when they start hanging around with us inside the movement, the kind of prayer, the faith, and the confessions, and the word that we really speak and talk about, it boosts their faith sometimes to jump out. Several of these guys have gone out and become entrepreneurs. Some of them have gone and planted churches. Some of them have gone out and started ministries. And for the rest of them within the movement, we're always giving them space to start their own thing. So last uh, month, one of these guys just started off uh, a new campaign, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, called, uh, um, yeah, you know, the social media campaign that just took off. Uh, uh, you know, that's actually right now uh, trending on our on our uh, Instagram account. And uh, let me just get this right before I. Uh, it, it's called Mind Your Word. Another guy just went up and started his brand new initiative with open mic of poetry, open mic singing, 
open mic uh, place to demonstrate uh, art and getting college students. So at Easter weekend, we had over 170 non-Christian kids who would never walk into church, uh, walk up at this event and demonstrate uh, their voice, you know, what they thought about healing the world is. And in the whole process, they got an opportunity to speak uh, uh, their faith. And the other day I put up a you know, post on Instagram saying, one of these guys who came actually from the college said that that event gave him an expression of what Jesus means to him, the love, uh, love that he, Jesus has for these people. So my team is constantly taking risks and we give them the freedom for them to take risks and go out there. Uh, I'm asking them, what's a new idea that's popping up in your mind? What's a new thing that's going on? So we're pushing them at every uh, different level. Uh, you know, I think one of the interesting things here in just spending time with your team as well as spending time in India is the connection between faith and hope. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, for me, I had no idea the epidemic of um, mental health issues and depression That's and right. hopelessness that is felt by the urban youth in India. Can you talk a little bit about that and like, for instance, the, the uh, Kill It campaign, you know, that's right. We, we uh, I, I yeah. told you there. There's no way in the world that politically, as as politically incorrect as as that sounds, um, there's no way that mm-hmm. it would work in the in the states. But I would love for you to share uh, just the amazing success that you guys saw. But first of all, you know why it needed to be done. Uh, it, oh yeah. And then um, you know that connection with faith and hope, and how that whole campaign came together. Uh, just for our listeners. Yes. Yeah, if I just go up 30,000 or 60,000 feet, the whole core of the ministry is based on the scripture Isaiah 51. The Spirit of the Lord is upon us to preach good news, heal the broken heart, and set the captives free. So that's the whole thing. Every day we're just tearing up the scripture and saying, God, what, how can we exercise that in our context? And one of these days, as we were praying, we believe in prayer a lot, we pray a lot. We see God's face. And one of those moments, the Lord stumbled us on this issue of depression. And we began to deep, deep, uh, dig deep in, and we found that 25% of the youth in our nation are hopeless, and one out of four are uh, depressed. That makes India the most depressed country in the world. Let me share numbers. So the WHO, the World Health Organization, called India the most depressed country in the world. So here's depression, uh, 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 crazy. it's almost like a wall that we cannot, uh, it's facing in front of us. And uh, that gave us, uh, uh, you know, this huge opportunity for us to talk about the issue because in our world, it's, we come from a shame-based culture. Uh, in a shame-based culture, you don't want to talk about it. We kind of, there's a stigma around it. So we kind of wanted to kill the stigma and we want to bring those conversations up. And uh, we found that in a context right now where uh, we have a predominantly a very, uh, uh, you know, uh, a, 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 a pro-anti-Christian uh, agenda running through our nation at this point and maybe going to go further in. This was a great uh, opportunity for us because I believe in every crisis there's an opportunity. And in the middle of this crisis where young people are going through depression, we found that the greatest hope that we can tell them is about the love of Jesus. Mm. So it started off with this campaign called Kill It!, uh, uh, we said we want to kill depression, we want to kill suicide. Every hour, one teenager is committing suicide in India. So we came up with this campaign and it just went viral. You wouldn't believe this is probably the most viral thing that we've ever done. And 80% of the people that ran with those campaigns are not even Christians. Okay, so we started off in the church and now from the influencers that we knew, they began to run with the campaign and then came 
the movie actors, and then then came the stand-up comedy guys, and then came the the Bollywood artists. And you know that Bollywood is the most influential thing for the youth in India. So uh, so it just took off in a way that was far beyond a human com- comprehension. And last year, the Lord spoke to us, it's going to be your multiplication, multiplication from Genesis 26. And here it just went viral all across the nation from Miss India to Bollywood actors to influencers, politicians, member of parliaments, all talking about the killer campaign. So it just went uh, wild, and we got this amazing opportunity to go to places, have media conferences, speak on mainstream television. Our articles began to be published on social media, on print, uh, on newspapers. Fantastic opportunity. That's incredible. Yeah. So when you, uh, I, I want to kind of go back to the basics of of every day. So. Yeah. Barring, which you've already mentioned how important uh, scripture and prayer are to you. So so barring that answer, um, what are yeah. the one or two things that you need to do on a daily basis to stay you know, sharp as a leader? One of the things that I do, I'm a highly relational guy, George, so I'm constantly trying to talk to people. I have at least an hour a day that I'm talking to somebody who's at a high level leadership or operating at a very high level uh, than me. So I probably would be doing a Skype call, I'll probably do a Zoom call, I'll probably do a, a face-to-face conversation. Loads of my budget is actually spent on having coffee and meals with people. So that's something I do almost on a daily basis. If I'm not having coffee with people, I'm actually having a conversation with people. Uh, so that's something I do on a daily basis. Second thing I do is that I, I have a little notepad um, on, my, on, on a folder in my, in my phone that says intimate hour. I mean, God is speaking certain things. Uh, it's coming back from all different circles. I, I make a note of that and I keep meditating on that every now and then. And these days, because of social media, I'm coming up with these code things. So it's becoming a, a thing that every day I'm coming up with a code based on what God is speaking to me. And I, I put that out, uh, out on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Love that. Let's change the conversation now to your home life. What does leadership in your home look like? What does your home dynamic look like? Man, I want to tell you something. Uh, as they say, you marry up or you marry down. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say that by the grace of God, I'm married up. And ever since I got married to this beautiful bride that God has given me, uh, I've been blessed. Uh, and the scripture says one will taste thousand, two will taste ten thousand. Our ministry grew exponentially, almost 50x after I got married. Uh, so I'm blessed to be not to this amazing woman who loves me and respects me. So leadership at home, man, uh, coming from an Indian context, you know, the father of the home is sort of the leader of the home. So we're kind of trying to demonstrate that, but we do it a lot together in leadership. So we're, we're doing it together. We're talking a lot together uh, and we're conversing, especially with my son uh, who just turned six and he had a bit of a, a speech impediment in terms of delay in the speech and just that whole trial of being through that process for the last two, three years, just taking him from therapy to therapy to stretching for us and through that thing. And I think uh, the leadership has been very much a very servant leadership model. We're serving each other, we're giving each other space and my wife is a big fan of me. So she's like, all right, ultimately she says, Bonnie has got the final say uh, for things in our home. That makes sense, Yes, yeah, it sure does. Sure does. So what, what does it look mm-hmm. like to spiritually lead them as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, we tell our kids about everything, okay? 
Uh, we're always chasing big dreams. So we have this big thing that God has really been speaking to us, is actually moving ourselves from New Delhi to New York City. It's crazy, okay? I mean, it's economically crazy. The wild dream for us to do that. Uh, uh, so we're talking about it on a daily basis with our kids. So our kids are confessing those things. The kids are praying about the smallest to the biggest of things that they need. I mean, if they need something, if they can afford it, they're praying about it. Yeah. So praying about things, reading the scriptures, and now doing a joint blog or a podcast with my son. So now he's got his own blog going out uh, from every Sunday school lesson that he learns from church or at home, he turns it into a blog. <laughs> so awesome. that's my uh, six or seven year old kid doing a joint podcast and blog with me. So he hasn't done it in a while now, but you know, he, he's a real deal. You know, he's, 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 he's gonna jump ahead of me. So. I was preaching yesterday in the church. He's like, he's making points. He's making comments to people sitting next to them about what I'm going to say and what I'm saying, whether it's truth or not. He's got additional points. He's actually making comments. So guys, we have an interesting, he's a big fan of me. So that's a great place to be. And I, I love him. And I, we almost have a friendly relationship at home with the kids. We talk about everything. We pray about everything. When we have challenges, we tell them, daddy doesn't have money. We need to pray. And they see the breakthroughs coming in. We, well, we want a bigger house. We prayed for that. And when we walked into that massive five-bedroom double uh, duplay apartment that God just provided for us, they're like, this is an answer to prayer. So they are understanding that when we pray about something, God hears and he's going to drop it far beyond a wireless imagination. So we're building the culture of faith, a culture of prayer, culture of friendship. That's what's happening at home. Wow. How old are your kids? Uh, the youngest one just turned six today and the eldest one is running. I mean, seven is going to done eight in two months. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. It's, it, it's the Indian spice, my friend. It's the Indian <laughs> spice. It's the chilies that we eat. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, last question, you know, you, you are spending a lot of time with, uh, with urban youth. You spend uh, a lot of time with a very young staff who I've spent some time with as well. Um, what would you yeah. tell your 20 year old self about mm -hmm. leadership and preparing to lead. Yeah, Todd, uh, you know a little bit about me. Uh, I'm like a go, go, go guy, okay? I mean, the hardest thing for me is to uh, pray before I do something, okay? So if I would tell my 20-year-old, so the number thing I would say, the number one thing I would say is pray more. Pray more before you do anything because I'm, 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 I'm sometimes like, uh, some people have a problem with running with God. I mean, God is, you know, you have to run, you know, God is at a higher pace and you're trying to catch up. For me, the, the problem is that I'm, I'm running ahead of God. I have to slow down for God to catch up with. And most of the time I'm doing stuff and after I do it, I'm asking God to come help me and rescue me because I'm in, I'm in a mess right now. So I would pray more, number one. Number two, I would risk more because I feel like as older as you get, you tend to take calculated risk. I want to be in a place where I'm ready to jump off the building or just jump into the river if the Lord tells me to do it. Mm -hmm. I want to be obedient. I want to be in a place where I'm like, risk taking is like, and faith is going to be my number one thing. That's what the world is going to talk about. Number three thing is invest more. You know, I, I, I probably would say that I've invested a lot of my time into my staff that hung around with me all this time for the last 14 years. And I, if I would be given a chance again, I would invest into far more people that are outside my full-time staff because those guys who have invested 14 years back, 15 years back, 20 years back, 
They're doing so crazy stuff. And I'm, I, I believe that, man, I could have invested in the far more people back in the day than just a few people. Mm. I would have invested, tried to invest more time into more people. And those guys who are on staff, when they move out of your assignment, they're running their own game. But the guys who we have invested outside, they're friends for life. They're called away. I and mean, some of these guys, they would actually get on a next plane to come and join whatever adventure that I'm part of. So I would invest more into people outside my, uh, outside my staff zone. That's, that's something that I would tell my 20 year old. Self. I love that perspective. I love it. Because sometimes <laughs> you're just kind of uh, bearing or experiencing the fruit today and you didn't realize that yeah, hey yeah. if you continue in, to invest today imagine what's going to happen yeah. exponentially in the years to come yes absolutely i mean i'm calling millionaires out i'm calling entrepreneurs out i'm calling movie makers out i'm calling i'm looking constantly at the seven spheres of influence i'm calling people that i see who are high potential they don't see it but i see it i'm calling them out I'm saying, I want to spend time. I want to invest my time. If it means I'm going to move out from this country, I'm going to make sure that I'll have a call with you at least a five-minute call once in two months or once in a week, once in a month. I'm going to make sure that I'm prioritizing them. I'm, I'm changing a lot at this point. So good. Well, uh, Bonnie, it's been uh, it's been a, a great conversation once again with you. Um, we're excited to hear what happens as you continue to, to move uh, from – India and Asia and Africa, all the way around the world, that uh, your ministry and your focus really begins to continue to blossom. And so we're really excited to Absolutely. watch it. And um, yeah, I, I, thanks I, so much. This was thanks, a, thanks, a, thanks so much. This was a great opportunity for ah. us just to um, get to know you. And so we, yeah. a lot of our Absolutely. listeners, will Absolutely. maybe never come across you. Uh, so from time to time, when yeah. Daniel and I meet people, we want other people to get to know we want to bring them up awesome thanks for being with us bonnie all right wow well, that was fire <laughs> you're always drinking from fire hose. no kidding man no and kidding the more excited he gets the faster he talks so <laughs> that was incredible uh okay so if uh for listeners if you want to know um more about their work live jam and then what they're doing in um in the state specifically you can go to transformcities.org uh, that's a new work. That's been something that uh, has has been coming about since um, since I met with him, probably in end of January or February. When I was over in India, he's one of the people that I ran into, and I was like, "Man, we we need to get this guy on the podcast." Yeah, I can tell why, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he's not Baptist, if you pick that up, uh, but uh, it, the dude uh, spits fire and loves Jesus. So mm. you know. So uh, I would say, too, uh, if you want to know more about him, you can uh, check him out on social, Bonnie Andrews, or just uh, check out his website, which is bonnieandrews.com. Bonnieandrews.org. Dot org. Yes. You <laughs> Did you like how I said that with the question? Yes. <laughs> over Are you me. listening to me? <laughs> well, thanks again for listening in, and, and be sure to check out the Ask Me Anything podcast as well. They are a part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network family, and recently they've covered a ton of great subjects that you'll want to check out today. So just go to Ask Me Anything on your favorite podcasting app and listen today. All right, we'll catch you guys next time. <laughs>